the show. We're in the show. We're an mm-hmm. extra, extra time warp, more than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, we are somewhere in December. We're gonna do. We're gonna do. This is gonna be a jumbo voicemail episode. Yeah, Great. we're gonna do a Costco value pack size <laughs> of, oh. of voicemails. All oh. voicemails, just like a bag of human grade steak strips. It's Tony. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was saying it's also very sunny and it's not like warm where I am, but it's just like very sunny and feels like a spring day. And I had to remind myself that it that it was, in fact, December. So shit's weird. This is a weird holiday season. Mm -hmm. Andrew, do you want sunglasses? I feel like the sun is directly in your face. Man, Andrew answering the voicemails with a pair of shades on is going to be a fun energy. Pretty cool. It's going to give him cool like Spuds McKenzie type energy. Even worse. I have yellow light or blue light blocking. Great. Oh, sure. Cl- clip-ons. Mm-hmm. Nice. I put on. Okay, so those yellow lens glasses, somebody told me they're good for depression. Is that yeah. fact? Is that science? Oh. Or is that like pseudoscience? I've heard that as well. I would, I would put it under pseudo-fact. <laughs> probably not verified or verifiable, but probably works well enough that it might as well be. Sure. I think mm-hmm. if you're able to be convinced that yellow light glasses make you feel less depressed it can get you some of the way there oh my god it's so yeah, whatever works there's so much sun in my face right now yeah we're recording at a bizarre time yeah um y'all keep talking i feel like you need a curtain or a, a something oh wow there, there go. we go yeah i drew the curtain wow it was Much really blowing out the camera oh my god it was you were just kind of like an orb you were just like an energy <laughs> orb um, yeah, right. <laughs> I definitely just look like an energy orb on Zoom. <laughs> definitely am not an uh, energy orb. <laughs> All right, enough debating whether Andrew is of this corporeal plane or not. Um, let's uh, let's get into our jumbo voice. We're gonna do voicemail, we'll do and also I'm gonna see if I can eat more. this whole beef jerky while the while the uh, voicemail is playing. So this is get ready, get ready, folks. Okay. All right. Uh, hi, love the podcast. Um, my question is basically like, what are y'all's thoughts on ordering in Spanish at a Mexican restaurant? Uh, for context, I'm white and I speak Spanish, not like perfectly fluently, but like to a level where I could have like basic conversation and like order my food. And, you know, I guess like, is it weird to be like a white person speaking in a language that like the server is like not as comfortable with? Or is it weirder to be, like, trying to speak in Spanish to this person when you're, like, very clearly white? I don't know. Uh, yeah, any thoughts you have would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Of the show. <laughs> Andrew, how'd you do? How'd you do with your steak strip? Almost made it. Yeah, I got a little panicky at the end. Oh, um, it's still... I can talk, but it's it's not done. This question made me a little weary. <laughs> I, I felt a weirdness yeah. creep into my bones. Because, like... You're in, presumably, I think you're asking this question from the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And you have admitted to being a white person. So, guilty. Guilty as charged. If you go to a place, I think it is, I think the most normal thing to do is to just speak in the language of the common language of this land, which unfortunately is English. Yeah. And then. Ooh. Not not try to decide that you know how well this anonymous stranger, cashier or waiter or server 
not not decide that you know how well they speak English or not, or how well yeah. they understand it. Because also, uh, yeah, just uh, someone's someone's speech is not always tied to someone's proficiency speaking a language is not always tied to their proficiency at comprehending it. So yeah. You being like, oh, I hear an accent, or I don't know what you're basing this off of. Oh, they struggled to search for a vocabulary word. They must not be comfortable with English. Here, let me speak to them in my terrible Spanish. Is yeah. just, what are you doing? They live here. They work here. Yeah. Start start in English unless they say, hey, man, do you yeah. got any Spanish in your back pocket? Because I'm struggling. What are you doing here? <laughs> I also find this thing where... White folks, I think, overestimate their proficiency at foreign languages, in my mind. So, look, my direct experience with this is with Chinese. But, like, it's just, like, like my Chinese is okay. I actually had an experience with this the other day um, while uh, at Solidarity and Snacks. um, One of the folks that was coming through the line um, mostly spoke Chinese. And I was able to, like, kind of get him through the line um, speaking to him and like explaining what each, you know, given thing was, except for I didn't know the, uh, the Chinese word for condoms, which is one of the things we hand out, uh, on, on Skid Row. And, and that's on you, dog. It was this thing where I was like, I am so glad. Cause he was like, you speak Chinese, right? And I was like, a little. And to like over, um, over index, even though I was like, yeah, you know, condoms is never going to come up because I learned most of my Chinese from my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And it just like, although I guess when I, when I did my You're like, mom, how do I say condoms? And she's like, it's called abstinence. She just teaches you. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was not good. That was not ever going to come up. I guess it should probably have come up when I did my semester in Beijing. But also, that was the, the the whole program was very much like do not sleep with any Chinese people, and I was like, this feels problematic <laughs> in some way too. Yeah. My dad was super paranoid about it. Um, wow, I'm just gonna air it. This is I, I'm at a it's really fast. Yo, I didn't know Yo Kali love level of of laissez faire. But yeah, my dad especially was like very like grew up in Taiwan. He's like, they're just gonna try to trap you there. <laughs> like, Holy don't shit. And I was like. Oh, Jesus, Dad, you really grew up in the 50s in a real way right now. <laughs> yeah. What, wait, what was the assumption that someone that you had sex with was going to try and trap you in China? Yeah, I guess. Or like say that they're pregnant or something. I mean, it was very, in retrospect, unbelievably wow. misogynist and paranoid and incorrect. Um, but sure, sure, sure. He, he definitely said that. <laughs> Got it. Sorry to make you go into that. I was just like, what's the logic here? What? No, do they I just want forgot. You there? Do they, do they want to come here? What's the misogynist logic I think they exactly? Want, they want to come here. The other thing that um, he kept saying that was incredibly paranoid that I do kind of wish in retrospect I'd just done it was I was like, you have an American passport with a Chinese face. Do you know how valuable that is to those people? He said those people a lot when referring to Chinese Yikes. people. Yikes. Um, Yikes. And there is a significant part of me that was like, I should have tried to sell my passport when I was in China. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Damn. All right. I'm glad we so unpacked a lot of this. Um, so, deeply fucked So ordering up. in Spanish... Uh... <laughs> Oh, yes. Which is all to say, I just, it's it's like, it feels like the caller, like, I know you mean well, 
I, I don't really know how to set this line, but like your your language skills are never as good as you think. But also like let's let's go with the assumption that even if they are, I know, right? This, it's not well, super just, relevant, but yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying that like you know, maybe someone's listening who is like, actually, I am completely fluent. It, it it still requires you, you're still making an assumption about that other person who's a stranger and about their skills. Yeah, right. And unless you've had some d- discussion back and forth in the, in, in your primary language, in your first language, which is the language, unfortunately, of this raggedy country, <laughs> unless we've had some discussion that's like, hey, do you speak any Spanish? Do you... Then there's a negotiation happening where they're going like, hey, maybe it's going to be an easier path if we speak in Spanish. And then you can try that. And then sometimes, which is the real gag of it, they might default back to English because they're like, your Spanish is worse than my English. Let's just go to the well, other one. Well, yeah. But yeah. that negotiation happening over a couple of lines of of dialogue is fine. But you deciding ahead of time to go into right. a Mexican restaurant in America and speak to these people in Spanish is weird. So don't don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. And I guess it is, it's like on top of the like, like power dynamic of race, there's the power dynamic of commerce. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, come on, like, it's just like, don't exercise that power in that way, because it's Mm -hmm. gross. Mm -hmm. And I guess racist. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there of course are... there are exceptions to this. Like if you're asking for something really specific and you can tell there is just not a an understanding of the not noun clicking. that you have used. Yeah, mm-hmm. like try, yeah. trying it in Spanish if you happen to know it is okay to try, but like you know, it's all just I don't know. It seems very it seems very yeah. obvious to me of just how to act normal and people just really twist themselves up in knots. <laughs> I just picture the caller at like a Taco Bell drive-through being like, "Hola." <laughs> we're like, okay, "Ultimately, we it this. just still boils down to like most of our most of the things we have to say is like, why are why are you choosing the weird route?" Yeah. <laughs> just Don't be, be weird. normal. Just order your food. Just order your <laughs> just, little food. <laughs> um, all right. That's that's with the digression to Beijing. This was a pretty mm-hmm, successful mm-hmm. call. That's great. Let's take a break and we'll do a couple more. <laughs> We're back. We back. We're back. We're back on the voicemail train. Hey, what's up? I'm a white bisexual woman, and I need to know if this is racist. I think that white men look really ugly when they have super short hair or are bald, <laughs> but I think black men look really good with the exact same haircut. <laughs> it's just that white men with shaved heads give skin head. It just does. Is that racist? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not her giving reasons too. <laughs> yeah, I, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> and here's five black men that I think look great with a bald head: Delroy Lindo, Ving Rhames. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that really made me laugh. Why? Why did that one emotionally seem to get take on a different tenor every time she added a clause? It's like. That got weirder, right? This is one of those rare, like, yes, technically the letter of the racism law is that is a weird racial double standard. But, like, 
the truly who's it hurting this this hurts no one this hurts no one like what you like i guess like like it the you know it really it just it's gonna keep you away from the ed harris's of the world Mm. you know yeah that's funny i don't think of him as a bald man i think he's pretty like bald pretty bald yeah i guess i always the main things i've seen ed harris in Westworld. Yeah. So he's always in a cowboy hat. Or That's true. The Rock. And he always has his like uh military little, hat. His on. Little, little cute little army hat. His cute little uh uh sympathetic villain because he's standing up for uh, fallen fallen soldiers hat. Soldiers, which you know truly one of the soldiers. greatest villains. <laughs> one of the most sympathetic villains. He doesn't really want to blow up San Francisco. He just wants the government to pay attention to these these heroes. Yeah. Anyway. I I want to blow up San Francisco more than he wants to blow up San Francisco. And I don't we even have any bombs. Yeah. He doesn't want to. Um <laughs> He's one of the, he's one of the only people that doesn't want to blow up San Francisco. <laughs> wow, this is what a weird turn for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it got a little weird, but also it it started weird. <laughs> yeah. Start weird and weird. I don't know. Is there anything to this? Co- I don't even want to say this. Is there anything to this caller like examining the reasons why they have this thing about what? Like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, you don't like it because you think they look like skinheads. That's enough for yeah. me. I I will just say this. I think a lot of like skinhead is not the only I I don't even I don't like white guys with polo shirts buttoned up all the way. <laughs> I don't like I don't like white guys <laughs> in certain types of work boots. <laughs> You know, anytime a white guy has more than two tattoos, you really got to think about it. Oh, man. Wow. Just taking shots at Nate here just over and over. Making sure I'm unbuttoning that top button for next week's Zoom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Polo shirt buttoned up all the way. Two tattoos. Nate's got a lot of tattoos and a lot of work boots. This is really. Yeah, no. I'm not saying it's definitely. I'm just saying it's like. Uh, gotta look twice. Yeah, gotta give <laughs> um, a second look. Uh huh. Yeah, that's so funny. I, yeah, I guess the shaved head thing is there. Is, yeah, I mean, yeah, just it's just I I would say for the caller, your list isn't deep enough. <laughs> for, uh, yeah, for you need to have more things that give you yeah. pause. Not saying yeah. that they're deal breakers, just things yeah. that make you go. I got to ask a couple more follow-up questions about your voting history. <laughs> yeah. I I think, you know, to to I guess as far as like dating goes though. Okay, this actually this actually is a real ass question as someone who it's not it's more a question for the world cuz I'm I I would say I've logged in the most time on dating apps of of anyone here. That is a fact. <laughs> sure, now, that is a fact. <laughs> my question is, and I get that it's just sort of like indicative of something sort of, but like so many people have like, like no, no Trumpers, no conservatives or whatever, no political thing on their thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question is, and maybe this is just like a white people, like it feels like a dating straight white men thing that this is the most perilous. But like, how the fuck do you not know? Like, you're also swiping on them. And because men don't write shit in their profile. Men write yeah. so little. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Not me. I, I, I just agree. write little <laughs> jokes. I agree people should should know, but I also think that I think these men be hiding in plain sight sometimes because they're just like, I'm an easygoing guy. I like to surf. I don't know. Ask me anything. And then it's like, <laughs> you ask one and one half question. Yeah. That's, I guess, what it means. It's like, I'm like, you should be able to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what does it accomplish to say, like, no, no Trumpers? I think for white people, it weeds out the initial onslaught of... I think there's something that white people really experience on those apps, which is like, well, they think I'm like them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which I guess is the the white burden. I feel, you know, give it <laughs> Kevin, up to- don't name this episode the white burden. Don't you fucking dare. It's very good, Andrew. <laughs> no! But to the extent that there is anything valid with that, it is, there's, I'm like, yeah, okay. The fact that racists assume you're on their side until otherwise. Yeah. I guess that, that can't be that fun. Especially if you're wearing wearing that polo shirt. All the way up. I'll I'll buttoned up. Buttoned all the way up. Three tattoos? Uh Uh-oh. Get out of here. Even if they are all knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant on your knuckles. You meant no, Knuckles Sonic's buddy. I meant yeah. Sonic's buddy, who is now canonically black because it's played by Idris. But I, I, really, I messed up that joke. Is my first tattoo <laughs> Knuckles on my knuckles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just says Idris. <laughs> you could you could probably do each Idris on one hand, and then each of the like animation cycles yeah. for Knuckles on on your. Yeah, Idris Elba does fit across. Oh the my knuckles. god! <laughs> I just have to point out in case anyone Wait. was looking for knuckle tattoos and didn't know, the S just has to go on the other hand. Yep, Andrew's counting it out. Oh yeah, I had to. I, I was like, does that work? I was like, how many? Where do you? I, well, I was like, can you put a, can you put a knuckle tattoo on your thumb knuckle? Was my question, and does that count? Idris Elba. <laughs> it, I know it, it doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't work visually. I was just hoping there would be. Idris Elba. And Kevin's then, really oh. losing it at Idris Selva. <laughs> and then on the back of your and the back of your um hands, you could uh-huh. have each half of uh knuckles. So that when you put your hands together, it's like knuckles mm-hmm. <laughs> starring starring Idris Elba as Knuckles. We're supposed to do one more voicemail. <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, we're we're both short on time and not short on time. We're we're yeah. at the we're at the the stretch zone for an episode that's still going to be short. Time's an illusion. <laughs> it better be in this case. All right, let's let's fire off this final voicemail while I plan out my tat my double hand fought ten knuckle tattoo. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rachel. Uh, for context on this question, I'm a white woman, and I'm calling about this blog I follow. Um, it's written by this kind of acquaintance of mine who's also a white woman. Uh, but she's leftist and often talks about how, uh, like, she and other white women need to constantly check their privilege, um, make sure they're being good allies and whatnot. Recently, though, she started posting about this concept about living a soft life. And since she's a business coach, she's also creating these seminars and workshops about it. Uh, so she's, like, earning money off this. And I had to Google what a soft life was because I'm old and it looks like it's a trend on black TikTok, uh, specifically black women on TikTok. Like it started in Nigeria and then made its way to the black UK and US circles. 
And most of the content I found was made by, like, other black content creators. And there's a lot of ideas in this concept that white people can relate to. Uh, but one of the things that kept coming up was how it's a form of resistance towards, like, the strong, independent black woman stereotype. And obviously, as white people, we can't fully relate to that. And my acquaintance blogger person hasn't mentioned any of this in her post. Maybe it's in the workshops I didn't pay for. Uh, but anyway, it just feels kind of hypocritical when she's making money off a concept that's really deeply tied to the black community. Am I overthinking this? If not, should I say something? Uh, thanks for listening. Love your podcast and hope you have a good day. Caller, you're so sweet. I think that so many of these like lifestyle coachy people just grab trends from the internet and don't always know where it comes from. And uh, totally, of course, the majority of them come from black Twitter and black social media because mm, we're the leaders of culture. We decide yeah. everything cool in this country and then everybody follows us about eight to 18 months later uh, yeah. and then beats whatever saying or trending hashtag that we had such joy in and just like absolutely beats it into the ground. And then it's on a Wendy's commercial. So uh, <laughs> this is common. I don't think your friend is like a villain. I think she just like grabbed some trend from TikTok that probably some other white per person was already talking about. And so never yeah. did she think like, maybe did I steal this from black people? Um, but yeah. generally if you learn anything on the internet, like any trend on the internet, just imagine was this stolen from black people and do 30 minutes of research. <laughs> or 30 seconds <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah this is sort of the weird intersection of like it happens all the time and that doesn't make it right but also it's not that big of a deal mm -hmm. ultimately but it is like hypocritical in that way and if she's your friend and a good person and you don't want her to be showing her ass on the internet like that or you don't want her to get rightfully yelled at by some people on the internet for doing this you could give her a heads up do you think do you think this person is going to get yelled at though that's the thing that i'm like i feel like it's like so common that it's like ugh, it's not maybe not for this one it feels like it's kind of the horse has left the barn on soft life i think uh yeah not in not that excusing it i know i know i'm sounding like i'm trying to excuse this but i'm like i know no like functionally what is actually going to happen i Why think am that I being, yeah if your friend is really like, if your friend is as thoughtful about these things as you sound like That's you true. are a caller, they, they may want to know so that maybe they can just change their language around it or at least like address its origins if they're going to keep prop profiting off of it. But I don't think you need to call them in in a way where they need to like cease all usage of it because it is pretty, it's just yeah. it's out there on the internet, like most things. Yeah. But, yeah. That's probably. But it would make or like. If she has any black followers, yeah, it would yeah. make them feel good probably to hear an acknowledgement. I think, well, that probably is the exact genesis of, or the exact nexus of this sort of thing, which is like, like when it's appropriated from black culture, it's largely to service an audience that does not have black people in it. Right. Um, so there, yeah. it becomes this incentive for the influencer not to give a fuck or for whatever, not even influencer, just any culture profiteer mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> is that we should just call the entertainment industry cult, culture profiteering culture profiteers 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess Oof. including what what we do. Um, yeah, but we're we're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess call or try. I don't have high hopes. I'm really on a uh, nothing, ain't nothing gonna happen kind of a mindset on this, which is not ideal. I suppose I should not be like that. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe your friend will surprise you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Give give them a chance, Wrath, But give them a chance. Yeah, it could be all right. Oh, did we have did we have something else? We're kind of like I surely don't. Yeah, we're we're in the time warp and we're we're under a time crunch. So, um, continue to have a happy mid mid December season. We don't know. We don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, three two three three eight nine seven two two three. That's three two three three eight nine race uh, for your uh, pretty amusing voicemails. I guess this is with enough time. Although we will probably be recording our shit ahead of time, but we might be able to sneak in. If you have any holiday related voicemails, we're down to hear them. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Bye. Peace. This is about to